Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Economic impact payments continue to be sent. Check irs.gov, irs.gov for answers to common questions. IR 2020-85, April 30th, 2020, Washington. As economic impact payments continue to be successfully delivered, the Internal Revenue Service today reminds taxpayers that the irs.gov website includes answers to many common questions, including help to use two recently launched economic impact payment tools. The IRS is regularly updating the economic impact payment. There's a link to that here. There'll be a link to this in the description back to the text. And the Get My Payment tool frequently asked questions pages on irs.gov as more information becomes available. Get My Payment shows the project date when a deposit has been scheduled. Information is updated once daily, usually overnight, so people only need to enter information once a day. So in other words, it's going to be updated once a day. If you're going to that tool regularly to check the payments, you basically can do that uh, once a day and it will be updated on that time basis back to the text. Those who did not use direct deposit on their 2018 or 2019 tax return can use the tool to input information to receive the payment by direct deposit into their bank account so that they can get their money faster. So if you file 2018 or 2019, you got a paper check or something like that, that you know the IRS doesn't have your banking information and then you want the payment faster, you can use that tool in order to provide the banking information if you do so before the, the checks have been scheduled or the payment has been scheduled to go out back to the text. The non-filers interpayment info tool, there's a link to that here, is helping millions of taxpayers successfully submit basic information to receive economic impact payments quickly to their bank accounts. This tool is designed only for people who are not required to submit a tax return. It is available in English through free file uh, fillable forms and in Spanish through easy tax return. So this is the other tool that they have available. And again, it's for those people who basically aren't required to file a return. In other words, haven't filed 2018, haven't filed 2019, not only that, but aren't required to file those returns and ha have either not received payments from other kind of institutions, such as the VA payment or Social Security type of payments, which the IRS is working with and therefore should be able to send out the payment anyways. Or if there's added information, even if they're receiving payments from those types of organizations, such as an added dependent, that the IRS is not aware of. That might be another reason where the tool uh, would be used. Back to the text. Frequently asked questions continually update on irs.gov. So they're continually updating the frequently asked questions. So if you have something that hasn't been answered there, then you might want to check those from time to time. Back to the text. Taxpayers should check the FAQs, frequently asked questions, often for the latest additions. Many common questions are answered on irs.gov already and more are being developed. Here are our answers to some of the top questions people are asking. So here's some of the top questions we have here. And so Get My Payment says that my economic impact payment was sent to an account I don't recognize. Uh, why is that and how do I get my payment? When some taxpayers file their tax return, they may choose an option available from their tax preparer or software provider to help them pay their fees, get their refund more immediately, or even load the refund into a direct debit card. Uh, this group is different. This group of different products is referred to as refund settlement products. 
In, this, in these situations, taxpayers may use a banking product to help them complete the tax filing transactions, sometimes referred to as a refund anticipation loan, an RAL, or a refund anticipation check, RAC, choose to have their tax return loaded onto a debit uh, a debit card provided by a variety of groups in the tax and financial communities. So in other words, if you filed your tax return, and instead of just basically getting the direct deposit into your normal uh, checking account or getting a check, if you used one of these other tools, then that could cause, you know, it could be one of the causes of some confusion. Back to the text. When you file your tax return, you choose a refund settlement product for direct deposit purposes, you may have received a prepaid debit card. In some cases, your economic impact payment may have been directed to the bank account associated with the refund settlement product or prepaid debit card. So they're basically, again, the IRS, of course, is taking that last information that was provided in terms of how the payment is to go out and is trying to basically repeat that. So if you're using one of these tools like a prepaid debit card, the IRS is basically going to, you would think, kind of mimic that uh, type of transaction and try to use that same tool for the payment given that's the last thing that was being used. Back to the text. If the refund settlement product or the associated account is closed or no longer active, the bank is required to reject the deposit and return it to the IRS. So the, so the good news is that normally these are going through legitimate financial institutions. So if it was a temporary thing, a temporary card or something like that, and that account has now been closed, then the bank, when the bank is going to get that money going into that, that card or that resource, they should bounce it back at that point in time. In other words, at least it's not a, a scam or a theft t type of situation. So the IRS should get the money back and then be able to, you would think, of course, recognize at some point that the payment uh, didn't actually clear. Back to the text. Once the return payment to the IRS is processed, the quote, get my payment app will be updated. So the, the idea here then, the payment went out, it went to, out to a resource that's no longer available because it was on the prior tax return, but it was a temporary thing and is no longer there now. That means it's going to go to a financial institution which no longer has an account associated to it. The financial institution should bounce it back then to the IRS. The IRS should then see that the payment didn't go through, it didn't clear, and then they're going to be able to see that at some point in time in the Get My Payment uh, tool here. So the Get My Payment app, back to the text. Once the return payment is processed by the IRS, the payment will automatically be mailed to the address on the 2019 or 2018 tax return or the address on file with U.S. Postal Service, whichever is more current. So once it bounces back, then the IRS is going to go, oh, okay, now it looks like this account that we had an electronic type payment fo format is no longer valid because that account is closed. So we're going to go to our default next step. We're going to look at the 2019 or 2018 return, look at the mailing address on the return, and we'll try to just mail out the check. That would be the next logical uh, form of, of transaction that you would think the IRS would go to. That's what they're saying here. Back to the text. The status of Get My Payment will update uh, accordingly. So obviously, once that happens, once they process the check or decide that they're going to mail it, then the, the Get My Payment, if you're checking the Get My Payment, should reflect that at that point. Back to the text. Timing of this process depends on several variables, including when and how the payment are rejected and returned to the IRS, when get my payment updates, and when taxpayer check the tool. The IRS noted that it has resolved a reporting error that some taxpayers may have experienced, which uh, inaccurately indicate, indicated rejected payments 
were being sent back to some taxpayer's account a second time. So if you're in one of those weird situations, uh, there was a little glitch, I guess they're saying here. Back to the text. They are actually being mailed to the taxpayer. So the true thing that's going to happen is they're going to be uh, mailing them, which would make sense given the fact that you would think the account wasn't active. Back to the text. The IRS has quickly taken steps to correct the, this reporting error, quote, get my payment, end quote, was updated starting Tuesday, April 21st to reflect that the taxpayer's uh, payment has actually been mailed and not rerouted to the closed bank account. So if you got this message, if you check the get my payment, you're just like, dude, this bank account is closed, and now you're saying you're going to reroute it to the bank account. That doesn't make any sense because the bank account is closed. What do you want me to do? Reopen it? No. They should have updated it at this point in time. So if you go back into the get my payment now, it should be indicating that they're going to be uh, mailing it rather than trying to send it out uh, electronically again. Back to the text. Why am I receiving an error message when entering my personal information or tax information? To ensure their information is entered correctly, please use the help tips provided uh, when entering the information requested to verify your identity. If the information you enter does not match your records, you will receive an error message. Check the information requested to ensure you entered it uh, accurately. So if you're trying to put in your information, obviously, and it kicks it back and says, hey, there's an error, something's not lining up to what's in the in the database on the IRS side of things, and that's going to generate the error. So you want to double check your data input forms and the sheets that you're getting your information from. Back to the text. You may want to check your most recent tax return to consider if there is a different way to enter your street address. For example, 123 uh, North Main Street versus 123 North spelled out, spelling out North rather than just having an N Main Street. So in other words, if you're entering this information to the IRS, they're kind of trying to ch check in some cases, you know, the, the legitimacy of obviously the information. So small differences could have an effect on that and obviously the thing that is probably in the irs's records will be based on the last tax return that was filed so having that last tax return as you enter data into some of these tools uh, may be the the best way to go because that's most likely to match exactly the format that uh, is in the database of the irs back to the text you may also verify how your address is formatted with the u.s postal service USPS by entering your address in the USPS zip lookup tool. So there's a link to that tool here. So if you're getting this error, this kickback that's saying your address isn't accurate for whatever reason, uh, you might want to check it with this tool and that may help you to find any of those little formatting errors that could help you to load it back into the to the to the IRS website and hopefully process it so you can get the information you want back to the text. And then enter your address into Get My Payment exactly as it appears on file with USPS. If you receive an error when entering your address, uh, your adjusted gross income, AGI, refund amount, or amounts you owed, make sure you are entering the numbers exactly as they appear on your form 1040 or tax tra uh, transcript. So in other words, if you're entering the information from your tax return, they're checking some of the information on your tax return, such as the adjusted gross income or a refund amount or the amount that you owe, then they, they should be getting that information, of course, from the last tax return. So again, it's the best if you had that tax return in front of you. If you don't if you don't have that tax return or something changed somehow, you think, or you know, could have happened, then you like after you filed something changed, I don't know, then you can go to the IRS and see if you can get the transcript 
from the IRS. You actually get the records from you know the IRS and then that could help you to, to verify that information. Back to the text. If the numbers from your 2019 tax return are not accepted, try the numbers from your 2018 return instead. So it looks like they kind of have a backup system here where you could put in the 2019 information. And if for whatever reason, what if it changed? What if the IRS audited it or something like that? There's some kind of amendment. Maybe something happened. Well, then you can go back to the 2018 uh, and see if you can use that information as verification back to the text. If the information you entered does not match your records three times within a 24 hours, you will be locked out of get my payment for 24 hours for security reasons. You will be able to access the application again after 24 hours. There's no need to, to contact the IRS. So after, you know, so many times, three times, it looks like they're going to kick you out for 24 hours, kind of standard type of process. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> and then you're going to say, I want to go back in there, but you won't be able to do it. There's nothing you can do. You can't call the IRS. They won't allow you to get back in there. I mean, you can call them, but you're probably not, it's not going to go anywhere. And then you wait the 24 hours and then you try it again. Back to the text. I think the amount of, of my uh, economic impact payment is incorrect. What can I do? So what do you do if you got the payment? And there's something else involved in it, like a $500 payment qualifying child wasn't on it or something like that. The payment is incorrect. What do we do in that situation? Back to the text. If you did not receive the full amount to which you believe you are entitled, you will be able to claim the additional amount when you filed your 2020 tax return. Now, this is not, uh, you're probably thinking at this point, you might be saying, well, that's not the greatest solution. Can't I give a tool now, for example, and tell you about the dependent and get my added 500 and the IRS has basically provided these tools, but they, they kind of stop once the payment has been processed. So if you have any chance to, to provide the information before the payment is processed, the IRS has these tools. But if that doesn't happen, you don't, you don't lose the, the amount, the ability to get the payment such as the plus 500 for the qualifying child. But you can't use these tools to get it anymore. You're going to have to actually file the 2020 tax return. So that's, that seems to be just basically what it is right now. So if you actually receive the payment, the payment is incorrect because it doesn't, it doesn't line up with some qualifying child children that you have possibly. You can no longer, it looks like, you can no longer use the tools to try to give the IRS that information to get the payment faster. What we have to do instead is actually file the tax return for uh, to 2020. So back to the text. This is particularly important for individuals who may be entitled to the additional $500 per qualifying child dependent payments. For VA and SSI recipients who don't have a filing requirement and have a child, they need to use the non-filer tools on irs.gov by May 5th in order to have the, the $500 added automatically to their $1,200 economic impact payment. So what you want to do, if you, if you fall into that situation and you haven't got the payment yet, then you want to use this non-filer tool to provide the IRS with that information. If you don't do that, you really you don't have a whole lot of recourse until you know you actually file the tax return. Which again, for people that don't file tax returns in general, will uh, uh, be a more more difficult to do. Just in general, you have to actually file the tax return, which you don't normally do, and you'll have to wait till a later point. So. If you have, if you are in that situation, you'd like to use the tool. If you've already gotten the payment, then there may not be a lot of recourse until you can uh, actually file the tax return. Back to the text. We encourage people to review our quote 
how, how do I calculate my EIP end quote payment? There's a link to that here. Question and answer. Uh, quick links to the frequently asked questions, irs.gov, economic impact payment. There's a link to that area here. Get my payment. There's a link to that tool. No action needed by most taxpayers. Eligible taxpayers who filed their filed tax returns for 2019 or 2018 will receive the payments automatically. So the general rule here is you shouldn't have to do anything, right? Normally, and they should be able to process the payment. If you filed 2019, you're, you should be okay. They should be able to process the payment unless something unusual changed that would change the amount of the payment or something like that. 2018, you don't have to do anything. Even if you didn't file 2019 and you filed 2018 tax return, even if you didn't file both of those and you're receiving some kind of benefit, then typically still you're still typically okay because the tax the IRS is working with those institutions and should be able to provide the payments there. However, if there's some information the IRS doesn't have, like the qualifying child, that's when they would need the information or if you don't file tax returns because you don't have to, you're not required to, and you don't get payments from some of these other institutions, then you may have to provide the IRS with that information. But the general rule is um, if, you, if you filed your tax return 2019-2018, they should be able to process the payment automatically. Nothing should be needed. Back to the text. Starting this week, uh, automatic payments are going to those receiving Social Security Retirement or Disability, SSDI, and Railroad Retirement Benefits and recipients of SSI and Veteran Affairs or Survivor Benefits should receive their payment by mid-May. Uh, watch out for scams related to economic impact payments. The IRS urges taxpayers to be on the lookout for scams related to economic impact payments. To use the new app or get information, taxpayers should visit irs.gov. So in other words, to use all these tools, make sure you're not doing so by basically getting an email and following the link there or something like that, because that's a, you know, that's a phishing, that could be possibly a phishing type scam. What you want to do is go directly to the IRS website. Any questions you have, go directly to the IRS website and go to the source and uh, don't, rather than kind of responding to anything you might get from say like emails or, or calls or anything like that. Back to the text. People should watch out for scams using email, phone calls, or texts related to payments. So if you get any of these type of things, usually the IRS isn't going to be uh, emailing you about these. I mean, almost never are they going to email and they're not going to be asking for personal information to be emailed back. And if there any kind of immediacy in this thing, like you get back to us now because the economic payment's going to go out tomorrow or something like that. And we need your information right now. Then that's usually a scamming type of thing, right? If they're, if they're trying to, put in a lot of uh, urgency into into something like that, then, you know, you want to be skeptical on that. And always, again, I wouldn't respond to them. I would just go straight to the source, to the IRS uh, source here, to the website. Uh, back to the text. Be careful and cautious. The IRS will not send unsolicited uh, electronic communications asking people to open attachments, visit a website, or share personal information. Uh, remember, go directly and solely to irs.gov for official information. And just remember, as all, of course, as a lot of money is going out from the government right now, a lot of money, and that means a lot of scams are going to be going on. And that means phishing scams, email scams, people looking for information and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, so even more than usual, <laughs> which, is, you know, is usually you get a lot of that in general, but even more than usual, you want to be on the lookout for that type of thing.